Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And we are in the second recording of Sick Cold Dan, reference the last week's episode and explanation for if anything sounds weird with the audio, I don't care and you guys can get over it. Wow. Well, there's going to be... So mean to the audience. There's going to be probably a higher level of weird sniffles. There might be weird audio of Kip's side because of it being on the phone. Because phone on speaker right next to the mic is the best way I have found to do remote recordings. And we're low tech. We're very low tech because we don't have a... Oh, don't at me. I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. I talked to an audio friend who I work with and he was surprised that's how we did it. Look, you guys want to sign up for our Patreon and give us more money, we can be but, less low-tech. Yes, but it works well. And if you guys haven't figured out that's the way we do it, then ha-ha. I think it's pretty obvious on some of them. Vans are the worst, but yeah. he has bad signal. I think that's more of the signal he in his area. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know what we can do for Van other than... He lives he, in the middle of nowhere. There's not really... Yeah, unless he recorded <laughs> his own audio and then sent it to me, which I think that's too big of an ask for him. No, that's too... I don't That's not practical. No. So this is what we do. It's fine. No. You can hear him well enough. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It works. I, I work very hard on those episodes. We love Van. Interesting topics, but we're not talking about fan today. We are talking about executive dysfunction as a symptom to multiple um, people have it with, it's combined with other cognitive, like, uh, behavioral, it's a behavioral symptoms that is a mix of, is a symptom of, oh dear God, I got totally off track. Um, I'm trying to you explain this, this idea. Okay, so the subject matter today is the struggles with executive dysfunction as pet owners for people who suffer through certain um, neurodivergent illnesses and how that affects their life as a pet owner and the positives with it, but also discussing the challenges with it because... Neurodivergent illness, the correct... Neuro- I don't think that's... Neurodivergent is, is is not considered an illness. Isn't it an umbrella term for the grouping? I don't really think we should call it an illness. Okay. Um, oh, that's true. I guess I could be wrong. I'm not part of that. Kip, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Kip. My impression was that that's not a great way to refer to it. Because it's just a different way of people's brains being and operating. That's true. I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, I guess it might depend on who you're talking to. I'm not talking like it's something that needs to be fixed because it can. So lots of different. Okay, here. Yeah. Hold on. Perfect. Let me let me let me let me kick in here. Okay. So the way I see the term neurodivergence is that you know, it, I see it as a good way of kind of explaining the spectrum, quote unquote, the spectrum. Um, I don't know if it's the case that people who are neuro, quote unquote, neurotypical are the majority or what. Right. But to me, it's like. There's, I think it's a good way to just kind of be an umbrella term for people who are on the spectrum of quote-unquote neurodivergence, and I don't find it offensive at all yeah. uh, using that term to describe myself. Yeah. What I'm well, I just meant like the as, term as an illness. What I'm trying to say is people who have neurodivergence... Um, because it can fall into it's the autism spectrum, but it also can compile with ADHD. It can compile with several mental yep. health illnesses okay. that fall into those illness, uh, which fall into that umbrella term. Okay, gotcha. And I guess I was mostly yeah. thinking of it in terms to yes. autism. No, I don't think okay. anyone. So let me clarify because I did start rambling, and that was not exactly how I intended this. And it's a vague concept because what we're going to be mostly talking about is uh, firsthand experience using Kip as our firsthand experience. I did do some research into executive dysfunction because um, basically I met up with an old friend who has. Um, bipolar and ADHD 
diagnosis and they have recently gotten two cats and they were discussing things that were hard in them. They're at a really good point right now. They are on a really good routine and system and medication and they feel a lot more comfortable, but they were talking about how they felt very overwhelmed by having like two cats. And these are like kittens, like they're not very old cats. So it's not like you're dealing with a lot of medical stuff. It's just the daily stuff. And that then reminded me of stuff Kip has talked about. And I thought, oh, that would be an interesting topic to talk about not only the good things, because I will say in the research I did trying to do some sort of research into this, I could only find articles which were positive about how pets positively affect it, which I think is a great message to put out. And I understand the main reasoning behind it is you don't want to stigmatize people with any sort of... Like discouraging them to have this yes. or people judging people. And the most yeah. concrete things I found were a couple Reddit posts back and forth about people suffering lows and having issues with executive dysfunction, like really bad times and having trouble keeping up with the responsibility of the pets and how it discouraged them and made them feel like they were failing and how mm -hmm. listening to other people in the forum say, Hey, I have this issue too. Just keep working at it. And you're not letting anyone down if you're doing your best and what's best for the animal. So yeah. I thought it was an interesting topic. I, Go ahead. No. Yeah. It is genuinely an interesting topic. And it's, it's I'm very, very happy that, that the culture of uh, society today is, is almost allowing for that conversation of talking about the struggles that come along with, um, say, ADHD. Uh, which is what I have, mm -hmm. um, severe anxiety and severe depression as well, um, as, a, as a genuine comorbidity. Um, I did not know the symptoms. I didn't know that my struggles were not unique, that they were not my fault, because nobody talks about reality. And it's so fucking frustrating to, to hello boy to be living your best to be trying to live your best life and feeling like you're you're looking at everyone else live life and to them to you it seems like it's it's just so easy for them to just do things and it's so hard for you to do the same things and to keep up in any way, shape, or form, to like have that quick, clean, clear mind, to to be able to um, just, I guess, generally do stuff from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. You know, it's like it's like you're playing life on hard mode, but mm -hmm. all you hear in your mind is, "Oh, you're lazy." Yeah, and you know. Which is soul crushing. Yeah. And feeds the, the anxiety and the depression and the really, really bad intrusive thoughts. So, you know, the fact that the only articles that you could find were about the positive benefits of having pets, which is fine. It's again, a good, yeah. don't want to discourage people who have executive dysfunction disorder to, to not have pets. But, you know, you could only find like firsthand experiences on Reddit. Like yeah. I, I, I love Reddit for that. And I'm glad that it's there, but we need to start having a conversation about the, these difficulties so that people genuinely don't feel so alone. Yeah. You know, like I did for so, so long. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I genuinely, I thought that I was a bad pet owner, Ooh. you know, even though the, the, my cats have always been fine, dogs have always been fine, everyone's always fine, but, you know, there are times where I let things slip because I'm struggling with completing a 10-minute task, you know, mm -hmm. that it, it, it does make me feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a bad pet owner. Yeah. So. Uh, I will say the third type of article I found when trying to research this was talking to parents with kids with um, neurodivergent personalities and how to teach them to interact with pets. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. none of this is helpful for what I want to talk about. Yeah. But yeah. 
I did think it might be helpful to, I found a article at least explaining what executive function is, dysfunction. the dysfunction is, and how it like affects train of thought. If In case no one's ever actually heard this term, it doesn't like live around a bunch of people with anxiety and ADHD and depression, where you actually have had to learn this over time so you know what your expectations of people are should be reasonable. First of all, I want to know where you live. If, if you don't know people with anxiety and depression, and not just people that are in denial about it. Or maybe you're in denial and don't have proper terms. Because that's another thing. Like, only more recently, I've been around people with depression and stuff, but, like, having executive dysfunction in my vocabulary is a newer thing from the last few years. Like, it wasn't always a thing in my vocabulary. Yeah. Right. But if you're in like, that I environment... Always- Email us, because I want to know where you are. <laughs> where? They're like, I'm in Hawaii. It's great Where's here. Where is this bastion of happiness? Yeah. Like, yeah. I personally, you know, I, I'm a, I was born in 87. Yeah. So I'm 35 years old. So I grew up in the 90s, basically. Yeah. We all did. And the culture around this kind of stuff was definitely like, oh, little boys have ADHD or ADD, and you give them Ritalin. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that's the whole conversation that most people knew about ADD, which is now roped into the diagnosis of ADHD. It's now all like ADHD, yeah. whether it's attentive or inattentive, which I have the inattentive kind, um, which is more common for um, uh, uh, people with uh, AFABs, people born as women. Okay. Um, so... Um, I always suspected that I had, uh, that, that I was on the spectrum. Um, as I grew up, I kind of felt like I maybe had ADHD. I knew that I had depression mm-hmm. and I, I, I was fairly certain that I had anxiety, but it genuinely wasn't until the pandemic and TikTok blowing up and that conversation of of Gen Z actually TikToking about ADHD and their whole and, and, and their experiences and ADHD uh, educators coming out and doing TikToks that I finally realized that I learned enough about the symptoms where even behaviors that I didn't even know were related to ADHD um, were a part of that and so I was able to actually you know it the way it goes is if you have what is it like more than four or five of the symptoms then maybe you should go see a doctor if you have one or two it's normal you know even like three or four I would say that's kind of like normal you know you're like no grounds for actually being diagnosed at that point but if you're I, I for me it's like when i would see these videos it was like every single symptom <laughs> like, genuinely every single one you know um so i did finally get a psychiatrist to analyze me and and a few therapists as well um but it turned out that i i do have I, I, it was because of that that I found out now at the age of, like, I found out when I was 34 years old that I had ADHD, you know? So, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Wait, is neurodivergence, is depression part of that? Uh, yeah, I actually have a no. list of executive, no. or, no. Oh, depression, no, depression. It's, it's a common comorbidity. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. so. Okay, so anxiety and depression is not. I didn't think so, but... No, but they can actually... Those can affect executive function disorder. Well, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a symptom of multiple comorbidities. Can, but you can have executive function disorder and not, not be neurodivergent, or no? Um... I can I can read and tell you guys. Please do. Let me read and tell you what the uh, the article says because I kind of linked an article and I started taking notes from it and I realized it'd just be easier to read from it than do notes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post the link in the source material. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, so executive dysfunction is a behavioral symptom that disrupts a person's ability to manage their own thoughts, emotions, and actions. It's most common with certain mental health conditions, especially addiction, behavioral disorders, brain development disorders, and mood disorders. 
So I am now linking to the article because that was my note and then I realized it was not easy to explain. So um, what are, let's start with what are executive functions. Executive functions are working memory, cognitive flexibility, and inhibition control. So working memory is a kind of memory that involves whether you're doing what, whatever you're doing right now. So if you're reading, taking notes, or having a conversation, it's your working memory is part of that process. Cognitive flexibility, also known as fluid or flexible thinking, is ref, ref, oh God. This refers to how well your brain can shift and move from one topic to another. The more flexible you're thinking, the better you can adapt to whatever is happening around you. This also helps you react to unexpected changes in your situation. People who are better at flexible thinking are often very creative, imaginative. This ability lets them um, connect concepts and ideas that might not ordinarily seem linked, which helps with creative problem solving. Inhibition controls. Inhibition controls is your ability to steer or manage your thoughts, emotions, and action. This is a huge part of executive function. And we'll, we'd be unable to control our impulses or thoughts without it. There are two main ways the inhibition control works. Behavioral control, which is this is your ability to keep yourself from doing things that you think you shouldn't do. For example, staying silent around an extremely annoying person because you believe you believe in the saying, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And then there's uh, inter interference control. And that this is the ability to steer and manage your thoughts. It includes focusing on something that needs your attention and ignoring whatever else doesn't. Um, sometimes the attention to focus on the outside focus, sometimes the attention and focus are outside of your head. Sometimes you have to apply interference control to your own thoughts, which may distract you from whatever needs your attention. So that's like blocking out exterior symptoms or exterior sensory in order to focus on what you're doing. So... All of these are the foundation for executive function. There's also higher level of processing, such as planning, reasoning, and problem solving. And planning is obviously mental mapping what your actions are going to be. Reasoning is applying critical thinking to what you're doing and storing that knowledge to uh, store knowledge to think creatively and break down something complicated to easier to understand pieces. And then, of course, problem solving. This function can involve all three main executive functions as well as planning and reasoning. And this is how you apply what you know and how you think to overcome obstacles or problems that are in front of you. So that is executive. So this is like executive function working as it should. Now, oh my god, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> now, what are some examples of executive dysfunction? Being very distractible or having trouble focusing on one thing. Uh, focusing too much on one thing, which is known as hyperfixation. Mm -hmm. Daydreaming or spacing out when you should be paying attention, such as during a conversation, meeting, or classes. Mm -hmm. Trouble planning or carrying out a task because you can't visualize the finished product or goal. Difficulty yeah. motivating yourself to start a task which seems difficult or uninteresting. So, doing uh, your taxes. Yes. No one wants to do their dang taxes. <laughs> yeah, no. I used to want to when I would get taxes back, like yeah. money back. So. Well, anyway, we're moving on. Um... Struggling to move from one task to another. So you complete a task and then you can't move on to your next task. Getting distracted or interrupted partway through a task, causing you to misplace items or lose your train of thought, like leaving keys in the refrigerator when you went for a snack or putting your keys down uh, like in the freezer when you're getting something out and then forgetting where you put your keys. Dude, I put the strawberries in the freezer once and they're still in the freezer and I don't know what to do with them. Dude, I 
I should turn them into a smoothie, but that would that would uh, that would entail doing something about yeah, it. That's fair. <laughs> I almost threw away. I was counting money. I was very tired and distracted that day. And I was supposed to be throwing away like the bag the money came in because I was doing like a change order from the safe. And I like had the money in my hand. I had it over the trash can. I stared. I'm Goodbye, like, money. I almost threw that thing in the trash can. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, wrong hands. This is wrong, but for half a... I did once, I was supposed to be handing a pastry out to a co-worker because I was at warming, and I totally, like, reached out and tossed it in the trash in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh stared my God. at me. And I looked at my other hand, and the wrapper that I had to throw away was in my other hand. <laughs> I was like, I'm oh going to get gosh. you a new one. I just, like, right in front... They reached out for it, and I just went, Pah. That's so mean. It was it not... So mean, it like, looks so mean. They looked at me like, why? I'm like, I'm going to put another one in. I don't know. I'm so tired. Um, struggling to think before you talk, causing you to blurt out the first thing that pops into your head without considering how it might hurt someone's feelings. Having trouble explaining your thoughts and process clearly because you understand it in your head, but putting it into the war- putting it into words for others feels overwhelming. Yeah. Um, what are common causes of executive dysfunction? So um, we don't fully know why this happens, or and it can take many different forms for many different people because as we've learned a lot about people's brains is everyone's kind of a unique individuals. However, there has been studies in links to several conditions that seem to affect the brain. One is addictions. Long-term addiction can cause damage to your brain. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, does have an effect on executive dysfunction. People on the autism spectrum um, disorder, it says, can do mm-hmm. that. People with depression. People? Yeah, I was going to say like a lot of the symptoms sound like severe depression. It can be part of the depression. Um, people with... Um, Obsessive compulsive disorder because they can hyperfixate so much they have trouble with other executives. Stop staring at me. I'm staring at. I'm staring in the general direction of the microphone. No, you were staring right at me. Okay. Um, people with schizophrenia. Also, other uh, other um diseases and damages to the brain. So people with Alzheimer's disease, anyone with brain tumors. Alzheimer's. 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 Old, old, old no. ti- look, we know it's I cannot fine. say that word. I think we've had this. Yes, we. You're literally... going with the folksy misnomer. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a purpose. I have a, I have a sinus. I, I have a cold. It's the cold. It's fine. You had a speech and head of it. You didn't hear yeah. it correctly when you were a child. I can't fine. hear. I also called them grandma seizures. Okay, look. Boy. Look, I knew how to say... <laughs> yeah, grandma, grandma. I, I remember I remember this story. Yeah. Look, sometimes you you have cute little kid antidotes when you grow up with a parent with epilepsy, which is also on this list. Epilepsy and seizures can okay. cause executive dysfunction. Brain tumors can. Cerebral uh, hy- hy- uh, hypoxy? hypoxia? Cerebral hypoxia. Ah, ha, ha, I said a word. Uh, dementia... Um, frontotemporal dementia. I don't know why that is different. Concussions and traumatic brain injuries. Huntington's disease. Um, infections such as meningitis. Multiple sclerosis, strokes, and toxins such as carbon monoxide poisoning. All of these can lead to people having issues with executive dysfunction disorder. (sighs) And mainly um, how they recommend um, it kind of different for anyone who has these because some people can do different. um, This is obviously a very complicated topic. Yes, but I wanted to try to give some context for it. So that's context. And that all being said, we're going to talk about the easy thing to find positives of having a pet. So part of this, Oh my God, executive dysfunction is 
being motivated to do things, keeping on a task. So having a pet like a dog keeps you on a schedule. They have to go out, they have to eat, they have to go out and play. So that forces a person to go on their schedule and kind of keeps them on a routine and schedule and can help balance that particular thing because it puts uh, something else's needs above your own. Uh, They also, we've talked about this many times, pets help with Blood pressure, depression, companionship. Yeah. Um, the animal will tell you when they need to go out, most likely. And, you know, they'll tell you when they're hungry and they're adorable and you love them. So, yeah, good motivation. Yeah, and they they get you outside of your head and in the moment of interacting with another living mm-hmm. creature. Cuddling with them is good for your health. There's also been studies that... If they like to cuddle with you. Yeah. Clear. And there are studies that have shown that it works better with um, people who are dealing with a live animal versus a uh, robot animal we've talked about with the Alzheimer's because feeling the pulse and the actual warmth of the animal will actually help regulate you. So those are all the really good parts of having a pet and the companionship and the love and fulfillment they bring in your life. So Kip, you want to talk about maybe the struggles of also having all those responsibilities and executive dysfunction (laughs) um yeah keeping on top of it is obviously you know a big issue um for me and i know i've complained about this in the past but it's it's you know when it comes to the vital stuff obviously you know because i am putting their needs above my own it's it's easier it's easier for me to make sure that they're fed and watered and all that um with the dogs um i haven't actually had much of an issue i i do generally believe okay i'm gonna put it this way for me for me yeah this is obviously a personal (laughs) testimony it's different for everyone yeah it's different for everyone but for me like having having a dog i think i've had almost every pet under the sun i've had you know uh I've, I've helped my little brother with his bearded dragon. I've helped, uh, I've, I've raised uh, rats and mm-hmm. hamsters and gerbils and gentillas and tarantulas and centipedes and scorpions and cats and dogs. Uh-huh. And I think that the dogs help more than anything because of how needy they are. Because and because of how interactive they are, also it's a different paradigm. Yeah. When you have a hands-off pet, unfortunately, they kind of land themselves in a category of um, object permanence. So, because people with ADHD struggle with object permanence, um, sometimes, like <laughs> I have to be very careful not to tuck Ash away into another room or else I'm going to forget that she exists as an entity, you know, same with the, I had to do this with the gerbils. I've had to do this with my hamsters. I have to put them somewhere completely visible so that I can remember to change their litter and see that their food is low, see that their water is low and, and then take the time to, you know, do all those changes. Fish also, I've had fish, and they're, it's very easy to forget to take care of them in, in my world, you know. No, that and, and makes sense. boy is the same way, same with the litter box. I can't, I, the litter box isn't something that you want to be out and about, but I had to find a way to put it in a place where it's not in the middle of everything, but still noticeable. Uh, in a place where I know it's there and I need to check it, you know? So right now it's in my office behind a curtain. So it's like right next to the desk that I work at. So it's there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I can be there and know that it's something that I need to take care of. And I have everything right there. Easy as I can possibly make it for myself to change it and clean it and get it done really quickly because I'm trying to hack my brain into overcoming and fighting against the object permanence issue and the executive dysfunction. Because if I make the task too hard, then like, like the way you guys have your litter boxes and the little huts and all that, I could never, I can't, it's too, I gotta, you mean I have to undo a whole hut 
and then pull the thing out and then vacuum up. No, I'm already, <laughs> the litter box is already filled with flies. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. I could never do it. <laughs> I will say it is really obnoxious to deal with, but also I tend to do the entire floors when I do the litter boxes, so it does force me to clean the floors. Cause yeah, you the, do the whole thing. I just do the whole thing. And yep. if I di- there are some days where I cheat it and just like litter box them done, but like if they weren't as obnoxious and it wasn't easier to just get it all over the floor and then clean up the floor, I would not sweep my floor as much as I do, to be honest. Right. There's so right. much freaking so, hard So work. that's your hack to doing the floors. Yeah. Is that the litter box is there and you gotta. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that, you know? Like, for me, I use the, um, the Tidy Cat Breeze system. Uh-huh. So that's the pellets uh-huh. with the litter pad and the... And, and the the whole system, you can break it apart and soak it and clean it. Yeah. So from so that works for me because I don't like to get the I don't like the the grain litter. Yeah. Because it gets everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so for for the the litter box, I can just pull the pee pad out, throw it away, put a new pee pad in, scoop the poop, and then you're done. Like it takes like two minutes. Yeah, and, and with I, one cat, it's really on, easier. Yeah, and I do it on Wednesdays. I have a, an alert on my phone to remind me to change the litter box on Wednesdays because then I take the, the bag all the way out to the trash can and then I pull the trash can to the curb because my trash gets collected on Thursdays. Bang, nice. bang, boom. Done. Like, it's, it's I really have to, like, get it down to a, a, a do-si-do every week in order to be able to do the, the needful. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I genuinely don't do the needful when it needs to be done. So then I have a pee pad sitting in the trash can all week. But you know what? At least it's not in the house. Boy. Sorry. You just jumped on me. Yeah. I will say I don't always do the litter boxes like I'm supposed to. Like I'm technically, the plan is to do them on Saturdays. That way they're in the trash can. And then Sundays we bring the trash out, and I tend to be busy on Sundays either finishing editing the pod, which I'm not supposed to do on Sundays, but <laughs> I do it all the time. And so even though I I feel like I am much better at executive function, like mm-hmm. I feel like people, I think they had a thing about the difference between procrastination and actual like dysfunction, which I think I procrastinate more than anything, mainly from I work a busy job that has a lot of manual labor. So when I come home, I don't always want to do a manual labor job. And he right. helps where he can, but he works a very high hour job. So he's what like. What did it say the difference was between procrastination and executive dysfunction? Uh, I can read it. Please do. Okay. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Hang on. Let me open that thing back up and scroll down. Boop, 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 I still think boop. I struggle with that. Procrastination? No. Oh, executive dysfunction? Yeah, probably related to depression stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. when I got on antidepressants, it did help, but that's what's problem. You also, you also have, like, sleep issues, which gives yeah. you low energy. Um, right, yeah. Uh, so procrastination doesn't happen because it's an issue or a problem with part of your brain. It's a conscious choice to delay doing something. Okay. So I will 
stare at something and go, I should do that, but I would like to do this instead. Do, 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 do. It's not like I forget it. I actively choose to ignore it because I don't feel like doing it because I'm tired or something, which that's procrastination. So I know what I need to do. I just avoid doing it. And then sometimes but motivation can be an issue, though. So. But I'm coming at it from like a depressive executive dysfunction. Right, 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 right. Kind of so if you have a motivation where you have no motivation to do things, yeah. that's different than... That's like always what I'm struggling with. <laughs> yes, you have a big motivation issue, which yeah. you do your best. Not good enough. But anyway. So that's another thing to talk about is what is like... I think there is something to the fact that meeting yourself where you're at, because I don't think it is helpful with people who have these issues to be like, well, you're not good enough and you're lazy, because I don't think that's an accurate read, because I do actually think you do your best. Because yeah. when I ask you to, do, like, I've been sick, and so when you've been down here and I've asked you to let the dogs out, you... Well, yeah, I'll do... That's that's also basic dog care stuff. I do, yeah. I do the basic dog care stuff. Yeah, but I you also... I do basic pet care stuff. I don't struggle you with also, that. You also feed the cats. You also oh, yeah. change the water bowls for me. Well, like, yeah, I do... You stuff. take care of the cactus that I forgot existed. Yeah. Uh, like we have one cactus. cactus. It got moved out of the kitchen, and the that's other... That's the one plant we have. Our one plant. Oliver kept trying to knock it in the sink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, a couple weeks ago, I was talking it's in to a, someone. It's in a, like, a lantern, candle lantern cage thing. Yeah. It's in the um, cat room now. Mm-hmm. But someone was talking to me. I'm like, I have a cactus. And I was like, oh, I hope someone's been watering that cactus. Yeah. I forgot that cactus existed. It's been away from the kitchen window for months. <laughs> it doesn't exist to Dan anymore. No, it's still alive. But it's surviving. It's not thriving, but yeah, I mean, it's you, alive. I could see you like, and we've also thought you're some sort of undiagnosed OCD thing because you have hyperfixation too. Yeah. And you, mental health is great. Yeah. It's, you have depression. We know that. Yeah. You probably have an undiagnosed sleep disorder. We're working on that. Not really yeah. actively working on that, but well, we're working on your migraines and sinus stuff. I think right yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's different things. And then I'm pretty sure you have an undiagnosed OCD, which you probably need to get some sort of, which also makes sense for a lot of your, like, you have to have certain things in a certain order to do things. You have to do certain things daily. You can't yeah, put they, stuff down. I feel like that part isn't really that problematic in my life currently. Except for, like, your little, like, they are video games I introduced them to on the phone, so this is my fault. But, yeah. I am a little addictive on certain video, like little games. Games on, on your yeah, phone, yeah. Whatever. I shouldn't have introduced you to them. <laughs> it's fine. I don't play that many games. No, it's just... I tell because you. I know that I potentially will get addicted to them, so I, I limit it to, like, three games usually. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. But Yeah, I've got this one where um, I have, like, what is it? seven to eight different files of stacked colors and then i have to pour them into that. the oh yeah oh that, my gosh that gives I, me... I finally bit the bullet i know it's probably like tracking all of my personal information <laughs> I'm sure it is. I've seen the ads China, for it. It, but i love intriguing. it so much <laughs> i i look at the ad and i solve it in my head and then i'm like i'm good i don't need yeah. you but i know i was like how dare you know me i love sorting things mm-hmm. i know i looked I know. at that and i'm like that will be a time sink yeah i don't also stick with mobile games because of things like that and then i only need stuff like that every now and again because i'm most only of the time playing I'm... three mobile games you play pokemon yeah. go you play pokemon cafe because I introduced mm-hmm. you. And, and then was... the cat cafe. Oh, and the cat cafe. Oh, yeah, the cat cafe. Yes, you still... still play with that. Uh-huh. Where you just kind of feed the food and take pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, personally, though, I think that... In Animal Crossing. The dogs... Um... Yeah, but that's not a phone game. <sighs> dogs Sorry. are not a phone game. No. And I, I, I genuinely think that out of all the pets that I've had, going back to my original point... Right. Um... The dogs have actually been the largest benefit as opposed to detriment, given my neurodivergence. That makes um, sense. They can follow think, you. Yeah. 
I think that the the other pets I've I've struggled to be a good owner for them. Hacking my brain into I call it hacking my brain. It's I know that's super lame. I, I'm just trying to resolve issues given my known uh, uh, problems with object permanence and uh, executive dysfunction disorder. Um, you know, so it's a struggle adjusting to them. But for the dogs, I didn't have to adjust to them. I just, it just, I've, I, well, I mean, I, my routine, or I should say they kind of got used to my routine. Yeah. You know, the dogs. which is yeah. awesome. So now it's, and I was thinking about this before this episode. I forgot that this is what we were talking about. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wake up, right? I go, I let them outside. We have this thing where they stand at the glass window and I say, what do you see? I'm like, do you see squirrels? Do you see chipmunks? Do you see birds? And then Rosie and Charlie will stand there with their noses swooshed up against the glass looking outside. And then I'll throw open the door and they'll run outside, leap off of the stairs and just go chase whatever little critter is in the backyard. They love it. They love it. The little critters are very bad, but they love it. (laughs) They've never caught anything, obviously, but um, it's just a good way to start the morning, you know, just some excitement, you know, wakes them up. And then they do their business. They, they, you know, do number one, they do number two. And then they'll sometimes bark at the neighbor dog, who's usually outside at the same time in the morning. He's this big old husky. And Charlie and this husky like to, like, bark at each other through the fence. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a privacy fence and they can't see each other, they can smell each other. Mm -hmm. And they can hear each other. So they love it. They bark at each other. And me and the neighbor lady are like, oh, don't do that. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then usually when I... Huh? Uh, Don't get the other neighbors angry at us. Yeah, right. Um, And usually what I'll do is I'll be like... Do you want breakfast? Because the commands I give them are all, like, English sentences. And I know that they don't know English. They just understand that pattern of sounds equals this action, you know, without understanding the minutia. But it, it still works. It works, and I love it. So when I say, do you want breakfast, Charlie will look at me, and he'll furrow his brow, and his ears will grow go up. And then I'll be like, let's go, let's go get breakfast. And they'll run back inside. And then I give them their breakfast and, um, you know, they, they love it. And then they know that it's time for me to go to work. And then we all go upstairs into the loft and I log into work. I, I bake my coffee. I have my little breakfast. We go upstairs. They pass out because they had a huge morning of barking at the neighbor dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I work. And then I know that they are used to the routine. They're used to me going to lunch. They know when it's time for me to get off of work because Rosie will actually whine at me and jump on me when it's like 5.30. And then they know that it's dinner time and they go outside for their dinner, peas and poops. And then they follow me downstairs to the TV room. And it's like this whole thing. Like they know, like we just live our day together. And it's just the most fucking wonderful shit. And I love it. And I love having dogs yeah. so much. And I remember watching this guy who, who talks about, you know, ADHD and and how to cope with it. You know, he's, he's a, a therapist that, that manages ADHD. And I think he personally also has ADHD. And one thing he says when he is giving advice to people who have ADHD, just general advice on his YouTube channel, he says... He said on multiple occasions, if you or uh, your child have ADHD, get a dog. Just get a dog. It's, it's going to be the best thing you've ever done. And it really, like, it, it totally, I, I put my, I put their needs so far above my own that it's like I don't even feel the issues with executive dysfunction unless it's like, I'm having a really, really bad day. The only thing I really slip up on is walking them regularly. I don't do it as much as I used to. And um, lately what I've been doing 
is changing it up for myself so that they can get the exercise they need um, and I don't have to necessarily walk them. So what I'll do is I'll genuinely just run around the yard with them. Yeah. And it, it tires us all out. We're huffing, we're puffing, we're sweating. We're just like, you know, we've, we've gotten so much energy out, energy that I needed to burn anyway. But it's so much better than having to struggle with walking them because sometimes they pull and then I have to, like, basically, like, brace myself against them for an entire, you know, half a mile, or I guess a whole while, because um, it's there and back. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it walking them on the leash isn't necessarily pleasant, but I don't want to do leash training necessarily, because right. I feel like, um, I feel like the, the I, I, for various personal reasons, I, I don't want to train them any more than what I've already done. So they're not, like, pulling me. Like, I have full control of them the whole time, and that's fine. But um, it's just nicer to just be free and run with them yeah. than walking with them. So I've I've kind of hacked that whole executive dysfunction uh, issue that way. I will so. say, uh, when like, when I walk the dogs around the neighborhood, they're pretty chill. But, like, we were having to do a lot more leash walking in Nashville because my little sister doesn't have a yard. Mm-hmm. And so, in order to go out for any sort of bathroom, they had to go out on leashes. And Leash goes fine, but Rue is insane. Rue gets very excited, and everything is new, and all the smells are new. And then anytime we were walking in an area, they were like, oh, I'm not... Like, they chilled out around the second day a bit. But it's just like, oh, no, all this is new and exciting, and there's people everywhere, because she lives in, like, downtown Nashville, like, East Nashville. So it's a lot more, like, pedestrian traffic. Like, they're next to, like, a bus stop. And so it was just a lot more overstimulation, and that's something I have noticed if we're in an area where it's, like, a lot of interesting things is, like, going back to dog training, it's, like, you can train them, but you have to have reasonable expectations. They'll listen to you in a regular area, but they'll be a lot less obedient if they're excited or in a new area because they're just overloaded by stimulation. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what you're having, uh, the pulling, but I know that's something I have issues with pulling in, like, different areas. If we don't walk a certain area every day, they'll get very excited. Or if there's another dog She's especially worse, kids. like, right after she wakes up, of course. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. So sometimes um, you just kind of have to deal with it for a little bit to, for them to get used to the area, and then they'll settle. Yeah. But right. Well, this is. I okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah, running yeah. around the yard has been a, a good benefit, um, to me in that sense. So. Yeah. yeah. That's a good solution, and that's the benefit of having a yard. You can just let them run around, and you can go out with them without having to leash them up every time. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, so, but that's just on the days that I don't want to walk them. Yeah. So. No, I, I think those are good. I also, uh, the timer system or having an alarm set on your phone to remind you about certain things, that was something I noticed uh, suggestions for, like, making sure, especially if it's not a task you have to do daily, like some of the mm-hmm. Reddit posts, one was, like, talking about caretaking for a snake, which they were very frustrated because they were, like, in a low point. And basically, they had been really good with taking care of their snake, and they loved their snake for, like, two years, but then they were in a a very low energy point, and they were trying really hard with alarms to make sure they were taking care of the snake, and that seemed to help to a degree, because it's a physical reminder that, oh, I have to go do this one thing, especially if you're in a a low state, or I know that's not with every um, executive dysfunction, like, Everyone with this executive dysfunctions don't have low states because it's a generalized thing. Some people just... I imagine a lot of them do. Yeah, but I don't want to say because it, it encompasses such a large does, yeah. group. So I don't want to say all of you people have low states. Some people, like, just... I don't know. It's different for everyone. So yeah. I just don't want to say a blanketed uh, support 
suppurative. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. But alarms seem to be helpful, so that's good. Um, Especially for, like, a monthly task, like, you know, if you have a cat or a dog, putting, you know, like, the topical treatment for worms and fleas and stuff. You're way better about that. Like, I can do daily shit, but, like, Heath, like, his planner and stuff, like, I can't do monthly stuff. Like, if you told me to do something once a month, I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. I'm going to forget. Because, like, I even set a lot of our bills onto AutoPay that I'm in charge of because it's way easier to pay attention than be like, wait, it's the 16th already? Oh, dear God! That's okay. I've got my planner. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the alarms for the the weekly alarm for the litter box and the monthly alarm for the flea and, and tick medications. The beauty. Mm-hmm. And it works. Yeah. And Ash is in the middle of my living room, so I'll never forget that she's there. Yeah. <laughs> and boys' uh, food is also in the middle of the living room, so I'll never forget that he's there. And he also yells at you. you. And jump on you, yeah. Yep. And the dogs are always by my side, so I'll never forget that they're there. Yeah. And if they're not by your side, they will be crying. Yeah. Yep. They'll be crying somewhere in another room. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never forget that there. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I think yeah, it's you'd... amazing how much object permanence can also affect that. Like, I, I yeah. hadn't really thought of it until this episode. It's not just executive dysfunction. It's, it is that yeah. strange it's concept hard. of having ADHD and then forgetting that shit exists because you're not looking directly at it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. I think, I don't know, I think you do a really good job with all the different things you have to balance. I'm actually very impressed because I don't know if I could handle, like, I've never really had terrarium animals and the amount of work that goes into, like, ash. And I know the spiders don't take a lot, because you yeah, they're like to, house plants. Yeah, but like even taking care of a house plant, like I said earlier, like I forgot we had a cactus. I'm like, well, I out hope of so. sight, out of mind, dentist. Yeah, I well, I don't go in that room I that know. much either. Like that's a, a horrible. It's mostly a cat room. It's mostly a cat room, and we have it literally blocked off with like a chair, so the dogs can't just wander in. So I yeah. only get it to drag the litter boxes out and then drag them back in. <laughs> I don't even. I don't vacuum that. I need to vacuum that room. That room's yeah. a hot mess. But. Floors are hard. Floors are fucking hard. They are, yeah. and we don't like carpet, but there's carpet in the bedrooms of our house. And and there's, like, two them. rooms that are very useful yeah, so. when I have people over, and I'll make sure it's very clean when I have people over. Yeah. So that, other than that, they're useless rooms I don't exist in. Yeah, Rue likes to try to go in there and eat the cat food and show yeah. up the cat toys, so yeah. that's why we have a chair block. Yeah, the dogs respect the flimsy chair. They, it's actually a very sturdy chair, but they, they respect chair. barriers, so. Yes. Which is funny, because they're huge dogs, and they could barrel through stuff if they wanted, but I'm very glad that they respect barriers. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, I think it's just very impressive, because you are also attempting, like, I've used this before, I don't know if I've used it on the pod, I have a lot of friends with anxiety and depression, and uh, one of the things I try to do to reassure them, because we're all tabletop nerds is I'm like you're rolling for a uh, action on like negative five so let's say like to succeed on that task is a five you roll you get the five but you get a ne- but you're already at negative five when you started so That's you your disadvantage you're at disadvantage starting a task but you still like on days you succeed at the task you should be like acting like you rolled a nat 20 because you're like at the starting point's at a disadvantage, but you're doing so well on top of all of that, that if there's a day you miss it, then it's not the, you're not being a bad person, you're not being lazy, you're not failing anyone, you're just having a bad day, and everyone's allowed to have bad days. Yeah. Yeah, Kip, yeah. Kip and anyone struggling with this, you're just, your brain is giving you a heavy disadvantage, and it's really hard to work with. Yeah, and the fact that you pick up and do it the next day and choose to have this responsibility in your life and overall I think most people manage the day to day. Yeah. And as long as you are providing them happy and home, then 
in doing what's best for you and what's best for the pet, then I think everyone is succeeding at yeah. this. And I think it's good to acknowledge that life is fucking hard. It's just getting harder, yeah. too, unfortunately. Yeah. Ugh. That is true. But we're all true. doing our best, and that's all we can do. And, God, I don't know. Like, I remember trouble with, like, his senior care could be so much some days. And I'm like, it's so great with that. Uh, I hated it. Some days I was like, oh, you have to have your fluids and your pills. And then some days he don't want to take his pills. And I'm having to shove them down his throat. And I'm like, I'm the worst person ever. Eat your pills. And the dogs are like, I want to go out. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You all need so much. Well, the dogs always need, yeah. And I'm a fully well-functioning person with no disadvantages, and I'm like, this is fucking hard! You're an extremely productive person. I hate it. I want to be unproductive, (laughs) and this is why Dan procrastinates. Someday Dan's like, I'm procrastinating because I don't want to be responsible. That's fair. You do a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, sorry, Mishka. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting topic. I'm happy to hear your opinions on it. And it, it is interesting hearing that the dog ha- is more helpful than the cat in some ways. I could see that, though. Cause no, they, they force you. Yeah, and they get the routine. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, support you. Yeah, and cats are lazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, I lay about. Yeah. I, I can, can see how it's especially beneficial for someone who could work from home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's perfect for, like, the dogs, too, of course, yeah. obviously. The dogs yeah. just want to be with their humans at all times. And they want me to start going into the office, and I don't want to start going. I, I don't want to. COVID is not gone. You should not have to. I I um, I um have gone in a few days, and the dogs are fine with it, you know. Um, they're very happy when I get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I, 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 like, I like my little... Log cabin routine is my little dog pack. Well, good luck avoiding it because you should, you should be able to just there's, stay home. There's really no reason anyone in your office should go in unless they want to, because mm. your stuff you guys have proven in the last two years all works remotely. Yeah, yeah. I'm still getting flare ups. Yep. Yeah. Even though I'm not immune compromised anymore, I just I don't know. I mean. Are you really not? Um, no, because the it's the medication that makes me immunocompromised. Although I oh. still feel like I've been getting, but I, sometimes I feel like I get sicker easier since the whole thing. But it's it is the medication that makes me immune compromised, mm. not the not the condition, not the medical condition. I thought the. Uh, so the medical condition is just an overreaction to your immune system. Yeah, it's, it's, and then uh, the it's, medication tones that down so your immune system doesn't overreact to your body. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I follow. I follow. Yeah. But it still well, puts it you at higher not, risk. Yeah. It'd still not be great with your condition. Though. Yeah. If if your body yeah. did choose to react to. Yeah. A cold. The pandemic is not gone, and we're going into the winter months. Yeah. Where it's already likely to get worse anyway because people do have to celebrate with their families. And we love cold and flu, so it's fine. Yeah. I have a cold. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so any other thoughts on this episode? Just that people should try to be kinder to themselves if they're struggling with this. Yeah. And I want... Take your meds and don't be afraid to take meds. Yeah. Try to find community. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, try to find community that, you know, that gets it. Yeah. I, um, I fought against taking medication for years. Um, my mom is like majorly anti-medication when it comes to conditions like that, which I think is what prevented me from getting a diagnosis at all when I was a child, even though I very clearly had all of these. I had severe anxiety and depression back then right. as well as very evident symptoms of ADHD but my mom has always been very terrified of uh, medication but um, being a Wellbutrin has been wonderful I did take an SSRI uh, Lexapro for a day and it totally zonked me out and I told my psychiatrist no 
Yeah. I, I think the message I sent her was immediately no. <laughs> Jeez. There is you know, a it's, fact you, fund. You don't have to take every drug that they give you. You can find what works best for you. Yeah, I mean, There's you're, you're something have out to, there. Yeah, find what works there, best for you. It's different for everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone's brain's a little different. There are conditions which work with certain types of medication, but there are certain ones where you can play around and try to find the right balance. Because the right. idea is for you to be able to experience life and not, like, be drugged out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to feel like a zombie. No. You're not supposed to feel like um, the background noise to your life is TV static, like what... Lexapro makes you feel. I actually was talking to my buddy about that. He said that he was on an SSRI for some time, and he was talking to his psychiatrist about it, and he was like, yeah, ever since I've been on this, I just kind of feel like my brain is filled with TV static. And the doctor was like, this, that's not how it's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say so early? Let's uh, yeah. switch that up. Yeah, and if yeah. you have a doctor who doesn't listen to you, you can look for a different doctor. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I immediately felt the TV static because I brought it up to him first, and he was like, "Yep, that's exactly what happened to me." He he was on it for two years. Wow. He didn't say anything. I can't imagine being that's on Lexapro crazy. for two one day, and I tapped out. I was Why? like, "I'd rather have the ADHD." Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he say something to his doctor before then? I don't know. I have no I idea. Make I, it's, it's, I guess it's he assumed. Yeah, so <laughs> he had to assume that it was supposed to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. The, I think oh, that's part of the misconception of uh, ADHD medication and uh, different. Not just that, but like it's supposed to quiet everything, but not. So I think there's just a misconception because we don't talk about people do have a fear of taking certain medications that affect them because they fear that they're going to lose their themselves. Brains. Yeah. Yeah, that it's going to fuck up their brain forever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, no. it should just be a conversation. And if it was more stable and talked about, then I feel like there would be a lot less stigma of trying things and going, no, 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 that doesn't work. And then yeah. people going, okay, we're just going to switch to this now. It's, right. it's actually, I I'm think, just... pretty rare for medication to like permanently change anything in your brain. Yeah, it might yeah. take some time for it to get out of your system if you're taking it long term, yeah. but yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm just really happy that I, I did take like a semester of, um, psych. was it psychology was it psychology psychiatry okay uh, it was a it was a semester of psychology in college that actually did teach me what an ssri was and how they worked um so that i was kind of prepared you know on a slightly higher level to know what to expect mm -hmm. um but I still had never taken one before, and uh, yeah, it just tasted like I chugged a bottle of NyQuil, and it was fucking awful. Oh, <laughs> and I hated it. So it, it took about it took about a day and a half for the TV static to go away. Okay, that's yeah, that's. But it was it was yeah. awful. Well. I, I appreciate you, Kip, and I appreciate you sharing your experiences here. We gotta talk about the negative stuff. Yeah. So and people it's a, know. I think, and I know SSRIs work for some people because yeah. they've been right. medication that's been given out. So for anyone who is cool with NyQuil, you'll probably be cool with SSRIs. Yeah, and doctors don't prescribe things that don't work for a large chunk of people. And right. sometimes you do have to figure out, oh, you're one of the people who it doesn't work. Let's do something else. Yeah, just talk to your doctor. Yeah, and most most doctors are very accommodating. If your doctor is not accommodating, then maybe you need to find a different doctor because that's a warning sign. Because they're exactly. all just people in the end. Yeah. I mean, if you take it the first day and it, you have a bad reaction like yeah. that where you just really don't like the way it makes you feel not dangerous to immediately stop it, I would say. Yeah. Because um, you no, haven't I was had time for your dose brain to get used with. to it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bad sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And yeah. I, like Kip was saying, I think it's important to talk about the bad things because, uh, like, uh, we shouldn't treat 
like quote-unquote bad emotions as a negative thing because all of our emotions are important like you can't always be happy because that's psychotic and you can't always be sad that's bad but you do need to accept that sometimes you're going to be sad and it's okay to be sad and sometimes you're going to be down and it's okay to be down there's nothing wrong with knowing and feeling that as long as you're not constantly in that state like if you're constantly in that state there's something bad but you you're not gonna just get over it and just be happy because that's also not a good thing either yeah that's not accepting the different emotions anyway but yeah that's that was i think it was a fun topic like numbness is also yes something that happens with depression is not just sadness yeah yeah numbness I'm I'm using a generalization. I know, I, I just wanted to point that out. Yes, it is generalized too much. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, numbness is bad too. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh numbness. Okay. Um. Any other thoughts or additions do we want to add before we wrap up? No, I'm good. Okay, Heath, where can people find us? They can find us on PetFriendsPod.com. Tell your friends and family who like animals about us. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Email us at uh, PetParentsPod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better. And good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. Bye.